Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy, brought to you today by Josh Edison and Dr. M. Denton. Hello and welcome to the Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy. It's a slightly rainy, drizzly evening. Not as drizzly or rainy as it was yesterday. Yesterday was storm well, Yesterday was stormy. Today it's, it's drizzly and cold. It's winter here in Auckland, New Zealand. And we're really feeling it. We are. We being Josh Edison, Dr. M. Dentith. Um, yeah, it's, it's cold, is all I'm saying. Not as cold as the heart of a Q observer, though. Q observer? Now, Q observer. Yeah, we we've, know we've, the we've nomenclature. Got this right. not, not, not Q follower, not Q adept, not Qster, not QT. No, Q observer. Mm. And Q observers are a little bit mystified this week, aren't they, Joshua? Apparently, because their, their hero, Lord and Saviour... President Donald Trump has been in America and has come from America, been in England, talking to the Queen. Who, of course, as we know, is a child-raping Satanist who drinks the blood of children. Mm. Alien sh- shapeshifter on the side. I see you almost did the remove the F there, which I keep doing in my academic writing at mm. the moment. Mm. Uh, and so some of the Q followers who are also observant to the kind of David Icke alien reptile blood-drinking satanist coven thing getting a little bit confused by trump palling around with someone who performs sex orgies with children whilst draining them of their blood mm. be interested to know the crossover actually between QAnon, evil sex cult conspiracy rings and david ike evil sex slave child trafficking ring Conspiracies. I assume there must be a bit of Someone there. needs to do a survey. Mm. But that's not us, because that's not what we're here to talk about this no, week. We, we felt no. we had to mention that at the start. but Because um, we don't do news anymore. We're not anymore. doing news anymore. Only no. once a month. Once a month of mm-hmm. news, three times a lady. A lady. That doesn't yes, really work. It doesn't, anyway, but, but we'll I'll be doing it. news week after mm-hmm. next. But we, we couldn't sit on Q observations or being Q observant. Mm. No, so we have an actual topic, uh, and that's what we're going to do. But first, we have a we have a mailbag yes, entry. I understand. Every so often, we get mail from our so, listeners. So infrequently that we don't actually have a sting to play in front of it. Yeah, I actually spent the afternoon going, should I make a sting? Should I make a sting? But then I had actual work to do, yes. so I didn't. Yes, uh, work. But if we get more mail, I may have to make a sting for the mail. So, listener, beware. Something. Anyway, what's in the mailbag this week, Dr. Dentith? Well, we have a, well, actually an old friend and someone that I used to get drunk with, mm. who I shall simply refer to as R, which is not her real name, who writes in, and I'm, I'm just, I'm simping off the beginning of the email here, a current hot topic is beach driving. It is banned in Florida, but there are two access points on Amelia Island that were grandfathered in to permit beach driving. There has been a move to ban these two access points on a safety and environmental level, and there is a lot of local bad feeling around this. It's a fight between those who want to keep the beach driving, because of what has done it, my family's done it for years, etc., and those who don't. Names have been called and mud thrown. Starts off delightfully mm. mysterious mm. and also Florida-esque. Mm. Now to the conspiracy. In the past month, two women have been injured a mile apart by a hit-and-run driver 
while they were sunbathing on the beach. The second driver was apprehended, the first is still unknown. The conspiracy is around the first incident. Basically, at this particular beach, the local council held a meeting to address beach driving after the first incident, and one woman got up to speak, saying that she was near the incident and didn't see anything, and doesn't believe the woman was hit, and also that her leg showed too much bruising to have just happened then, etc, etc. And then our correspondent goes on to say that this person would appear to be of Latino extraction, so there might be a healthy dose of racism going on in this story anyway. Basically, the feeling is the incident was manufactured to deny us the right to drive on the beach. Now, our correspondent missed the meeting, so this story is entirely hearsay, but it was repeated on Melissa Ross's First Coast Connect on the local NPR station by a caller on Thursday the 23rd of May. Now, the woman's lawyer shut down the story pretty quick, and she hasn't seen much else in the media, probably because it's essentially accusing the woman and her lawyer of fraud, as the lawyer pointed out. But there are stories circulating, and it is our own local little conspiracy, and she ends with, is it wrong to feel somewhat proud we have one of our own? No. No, of course it's not. No, it's not. You should be proud. So basically this is a hit-and-run false flag conspiracy theory. Yeah, but a sort of trutherism on on a very small scale there. The thing which I like about Mm. this is the argument as to why the event didn't occur, saying I was near the incident and didn't see anything, so I don't believe the woman was hit, but also she was too injured to have been mm. hit by a car. Yeah, that I don't. Uh, I will confess I didn't quite follow that. I think the notion was she was too bruised by the time I got to her. Right, it's so bruises shouldn't have developed that yeah. quickly. Which does make you wonder whether this person's a medical professional yes. or not. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, but... Um, Interesting. Yes, false flags in Miami. We should call up friend of the show, Joe Yusinski, and find out what he thinks. Mm. Actually, I say Miami. Miami's only one part of Florida. No, it's a big place. It is. It's huge. America's a big place. And it's filled with gators. Mm. And Gatorade. Mm. Um, And speaking of places... Um, which may or may not which exist. Which may or may not exist. Or Florida. May, may or may not be confused with Miami. Mm. Uh, that's what we're going to be talking about for the main bit of this episode. Places. Mm. Which may or may not exist. Well, specifically mm-hmm. those ones. Yes, yes. You've got me there. It's true. Or have I? Yes, you have. Shall we play the chime? Indeed. Maps. Maps are wonderful things, and once upon a time, maps didn't just reflect the known lands, but they also represented speculation as to what else is out there to be found. 16th century maps, for example, speculated about a giant continent in the southern hemisphere which would balance out the known land masses in the north, and this was considered a perfectly normal thing to do. After all, not all maps were designed with navigation in mind, and many maps were developed as pieces of political propaganda. What easier way to lay claim to something you think is out there than to pretend to show you already know about it? In the modern era, however, maps largely exist as accurate representations of what is there. So if someone pointed to a place on a map, like, say, Finland or Australia, uh, you would or should be very surprised if that person then went on to say, that place doesn't exist. 
This week we look at some of the conspiracy theories about places people claim don't exist, but appear on maps nonetheless. Some of these conspiracy theories are not seriously believed by anyone, they're just fun games based around the question, but how do you know? But it also turns out there are some places that appear on maps that really don't exist, and that's kind of interesting in its own right. Mm. Of course, given we come from a country which often doesn't appear on maps, maybe you should be taking everything we say with a grain of salt. Uh, are we really broadcasting from Auckland, Aotearoa, New Zealand? Or is this living room really a soundstage in Burbank, California? And does California really exist? Who really knows? Yes, so, places that don't exist. Um, they're, they're, this is sort of a kind of a subspecies of its own, really, when it comes to conspiracy theories. There are claims about various places around the world um, that those places don't, don't actually exist. They're, they're not there, they aren't things, um, and any evidence uh, to the effect that these things might actually exist are all just fakes. Um, Sorry, I don't want to don't want to interrupt your your first sip of the show. There you go. Sweet alcohol mm. numbs the pain. Um, and what pain I suffer, mm. what pain I suffer. All right. So, if we're talking about places that don't exist, why are we talking about them with respect to conspiracy theories? Well, that's the thing. It's it's not simply um, these things don't exist and if you think they do they're wrong. It's these things don't exist, but the man or them or the they or some shadowy forces want you to think they exist and have gone to extraordinary lengths to persuade you all that they exist. So this is basically the reverse of the Atlantis Lemuria theories, isn't it? Where people claim these places do exist, but they don't want you to know about them. In this case, we're talking about conspiracy theories where these places don't exist, but they want you to believe that they do. Mm. All right, Josh, hit me with a place that doesn't exist. And right. I, it needs to be big and surprising, otherwise I'm going home. Okay. Is Australia big enough for you? Probably not surprising since we did actually mention it in the intro. But it it's... is. It, it's pretty large from mm. memory. Uh, I have apparently flown across it several times going to the Northern Hemisphere. Or have you? Say, so if you ever do fly from Aotearoa, New Zealand to the Northern Hemisphere, a large majority, I would say probably almost over half of the flight, is flying over Australia. Or is it? Because it's so big. Or is it? Well, mm. so have you, well, been, have you been to Australia, Joshua? I have quote-unquote been to quote-unquote Australia, yes, yes. I, have. <laughs> I was going to say I have been to quote unquote Australia. Mm. You don't have to put quote unquote around being. You can just simply put the quotes around the place that may or may not exist. Mm. I would have put quotes around two as well if I'd thought of it. But um, I'm sorry, you can put quotes around I. But how do we know I even exist? We'll, we'll, we'll get into I, that. I do ask that question a mm. lot. Mm. So here is a theory. It's a conspiracy theory. Uh, earlier this year, I think Joe Rogan called it his favourite new conspiracy. The conspiracy to make us believe that Australia exists. Uh, so the claim is that, um, and this one, th th there is actually a little bit of, uh, a little bit of, Substance might not be the right word, but there's a bit of reasoning behind it at least. There's, um, a, there's, a, there's an argument there's an and argument. an attempt at yeah. providing evidence. The argument is that 
Um, in times past, Britain had a bunch of convicts that they wanted to just plain execute, but that would have been uh, politically unpalatable, perhaps, mass murder on that scale. So they made up the idea of this Australia place that they were quote-unquote shipping their convicts off to to hide the fact that they'd just been killing a bunch of people and dumping their bodies. Um, so, so, so this is the claim. Australia doesn't exist, never existed. Um, it's all a hoax by, I guess, started by Britain, but presumably carried on by many more people. Um, and the claim that this, you know, it's one of those conspiracies that goes all the way to the top. Does if, if you know someone who claims to be in Australia and live in Australia, they're just an actor. If you uh, get on an aeroplane that's apparently going to Australia, what really happens is the pilot, who's in on it, flies you around for several, several hours, and then drops you somewhere in South America, somewhere, an island somewhere, and, and tells you, oh, this is Australia that we're in right now. Um, and presumably all the people who you meet while you're there are also actors played to keep up the charade and so on and so on. I mean, it makes so sense on. to make it South America because they also have marsupials. And marsupials is a big thing about Australia. Mm, yeah. South America has marsupials. Obviously, if you're going to fake a place, do it in a place where you've got the exotic wildlife. But I'm concerned, does this mean that my colleague Pat Stokes isn't Australian? No. So no he's from Australian. someone he's from somewhere like Argentina, Brazil. I assume. And the fact that he claims to be Australian merely shows that he's in on it. I wonder who is getting to write his academic work, because they're, they're really good. Mm. So you're possibly, at this point, wondering what sort of evidence is there for this? Where is this conspiracy I'm, I'm, I'm prepared from? to give up on my belief about Australia, even though I think I've been there. But evidence mm. needs to be pretty astounding. Right. Well, we can actually look back into the history of when these con this conspiracy theory first started mm -hmm. doing the rounds. Um, that actually didn't, didn't show up until 2006. That seems quite late in the day for a giant continent that doesn't exist, that people have been talking about for quite some time, mm. and visiting and exporting things from and arranging trade agreements and sharing armed forces in world wars. Mm. Seems a bit odd to only realise it's a con well, 13 maybe that, years ago. Maybe that shows how good a conspiracy theory it was, that well, it lasted a good right, 150 I'll, years or so. Before I'll grant you that. Anyone but a lot of people... I mean, sorry. So the theory is that Britain made this up. Yes. Now... In the period of time between the supposed convicts going to Australia, there was kind of a war of independence in the United States. Yes. Which made the United States become independent of Great Britain. And there was a period of antipathy between the UK and the US. So you're saying that for some reason, America maintained the illusion of a convict country to somehow satisfy the UK, which they hated? Right to the top, M. All the way to the top. My mind is blown. Mm. But no, in 2006, uh, a Swedish Facebook user by the name of Shelley uh, wrote this piece on her Facebook page 
um, which starts, Australia is not real. It's a hoax made for us to believe that Britain moved over their criminals to some place. In reality, all these criminals were loaded off ships into the waters, drowning before they could see land ever again. It's a cover-up for one of the greatest mass murders in history made by one of the most prominent empires. Um, and on and on and on. It doesn't exist. All these things you call proof faked. Uh, one of the big, biggest hoaxes ever known. Um, all these things that Australians, quote unquote, are supposedly up to, uh, are all just lies designed to, to cover up one of the greatest genocides in history. Uh, finishes, tell the truth, stand up for what is right, make sure to spread the word. Actually, technically it says make sure to spread the world, which has even other... Well, there we go. Australia is not real. It's a code word for the cold-blooded murder of more than 100,000 people, and it is not okay. We will not accept this. Stand up for the ones who died. Let it be known that Australia does not exist. Hashtag Australia is not real. Now, I'm assuming this Shelley is some kind of historian, and thus has done the research to be able to show that this is, in fact, a massive hoax. Ah, uh, no, she's just someone on Facebook. The, um, I'd, I'd refer you to the Facebook page, uh, the original post. Uh, apparently it's been taken down because it gathered a whole lot of attention, uh, much more attention than I think uh, Shelley was expecting, and uh, the suggestion was that it was all just a, a bit of a joke, but a bit of satire that she'd put up that, um, that people uh, kind of took the wrong way. So this is a hoax? It, it actually does look like it's a hoax, yes. Okay, well, let's move on. Uh, there must be other countries. Okay, where well, there you, are. You, you want other countries? I'll give yep. you other countries. Finland. How do you feel about Finland? You know how I feel about Finland. Finland, Finland, Finland. There's nowhere that I'd rather be smoking haddock and camping. Well, or watching too bad. TV. Too bad if you Finland, want to be in Finland. Finland, Finland. It's the country for me. Well, but it's not, because Finland also doesn't exist. I've. I've been to once Helsinki, again, once and again. I've been to Turku, and I was told they were in this place called Finland. Oh, you were told that. You were told lots of things. And I met a Finnish colleague, Juha Raika. You, were, you, you met a person who claimed they were Finnish. But the fact is, according to this conspiracy theory, that Finland does not exist. Where we see the country of Finland on world maps, it is in fact empty ocean. And that the places uh, that are claimed to be Finland are actually sort of eastern Sweden, northern Russia, just sort of other bits in, around Europe that have been called. To, to the extent that some of the people who believe they are Finnish and are living in Finland have themselves been lied to, and the country which they call their own doesn't even exist. Well, I know that Sweden used to control the country people think of as Finland, if indeed it does exist. And so there is a kind of political theory there that the Swedes would aid like it back, or the Finns really are kind of crypto-Swedes. But this is taking things to a whole new level. I need evidence, Joshua. I'm not willing to give up on my belief in Finland without a decent bit of evidence. Right, well, maybe we should get to the... Um... Get, get to the motivation here, because before we can look at the look at the, the claims of of how this could be, maybe we should look at why this should All right, be. Tell me, why, why are we... they keeping the non-existence of Finland secret? Whaling. Japanese whaling. Interesting. Please continue. Um, Japan obviously does, does a bit of whaling and cops a bit of flack for it. Uh, lots of countries don't like the fact that Japanese uh, whaling ships go around killing endangered whales. 
Um, so what they did was they cooked up this idea that if we can say that this area of ocean isn't ocean at all, it's actually landmass, then Japan can go into that area, wail to their heart's content, and no one will be any the wiser. So uh, when did they start doing this? After World War II. So Finland was invented after World War II. Yes. Despite the fact that Finland was involved in World War II. I think you'll find that's quote-unquote Finland. Were you around in World War II? Did no, you actually, personally write right, any right, of no, the histories you, of World War II? You have got me there. Mm. I was not around during World War II or prior to World War II. No, and there's lots more, there's lots more pieces of the puzzle. The Trans-Siberian Railway apparently is, has something to do with how they transport this illegally obtained fish. Um, and even, even the name, though, is a clue, right? Because Finland is called Finland, and fish, what do fish have? Gills? Yes. They also have fins. Dun, dun, dun. Let that roll around in your brain for a little while. Oh, I'm, my, my brain is blowing once again. This is two blows in a mm. row. Now, you might think, obviously, that um, Finland is the name that we give to the place and the people who actually live in Finland call it Suomi or something similar in much the same way as, as the Germans don't call Germany Germany, they call it Deutschland and so on and so forth. And, and so why would, if, it, if, if, if the, it were given the name Finland by Japanese whaling sympathizers, why would they work an English word into a country that doesn't speak English? But that's beside the point, somehow. I'm, I'm quite fascinated by Japan's duplicity here. Mm. They've had to go back and modify a lot of records because there are recorded incidences of Finland well before World War II. Now, I should say, though... In historical sagas and the like. I should say that uh, part of the conspiracy theory is that the CIA uh, is largely behind it. Um, and so they're, they're doing a lot of this tinkering... So the CIA is sponsoring scenes. Japanese whaling by making up a country called Finland, which yes. is actually largely sea. Yes. Okay. Yep. I think you'll find it all holds together. This is a hoax, isn't it? <laughs> well, let's have a look into the history of this one. Uh, we need to go all the way back in time to the heady days of 2015. <laughs> so the um, last one was 2006. You're saying that Finland is a conspiracy that's only just been uncovered well, three in, years ago. In two th four, four years ago. You're living in the past. Sorry, actually, from over there I thought mm. you said 16. Yeah, um, you did say 15. I sit corrected. So, uh, in, in 2015, uh, there was a, th a thread on Reddit called What did your parents show you to do that you assumed was completely normal, only to later discover that it was not normal at all? Uh, Eating the, other people. Apart from that, the top oh. post um, on this thread is by a user called Raragan, um, who describes how... One thing his wacky parents did was tell him that Finland didn't exist and there was a CIA conspiracy to make us all think it does and laid it all out and how it all went. And, and only later in his life did he discover uh, that this is not actually what all people believe. His parents were playing a joke his, on him, His parents they? do appear to have been playing a joke on him, yes. Um, this, was, this was, again, one joke that one person made on a Reddit thread, although it took on a life of its own to the, to the extent that there is now a subreddit about the conspiracy that Finland doesn't exist, um, r slash Finland conspiracy. 
You know, I think these people are really devaluing the term conspiracy theory here when it's just a joke. It's possible. Okay, but hang on, hang on. So, so too, too recent for you, was it? Shall we? Would you like something with a bit more, bit more history to it? Goes back a little bit further? Yes, yes I would. Allow me to interest you in the German town of Bielefeld. Oh, then. I, know, I know someone who went to university there. Or do you? Oh, for the love of God. Because apparently uh, it's been widely known... Um, the, the town of Bielefeld in Germany, and uh, northern Germany, doesn't exist. Um, I like the way you've pronounced that name two different ways so far. Did I not say Bielefeld last time? What did I say the first time? Well, like Bielefeld. Oh, pfft. I'm not German, and I can't be expected to pronounce German words correctly. Even I'm just I did enjoying the fact that I'm mm. not the person mangling words. Fine. Um, so th- th- this, this, this town of Bielefeld... Um, is a hoax. It's not there. doesn't exist. Uh, the hoax itself was propagated by, and you'll like this, them. Them. Them, or in German, Z. All, I should say, all in capital letters. Well, of course it would be. Mm. Uh, so who are them? I'm glad I asked. Uh, they could be, they, well, take your pick, really. It's uh, been hypothesized they, they, all in caps, may be the CIA. They may be the Mossad. They may be aliens using Bielefeld's university to park their spaceships. You said the Bielefeld doesn't exist, so how can they park their spaceships? Well, sorry, the place where, where we say it is. Oh, that's why we, we pretend it's a town, but it's actually... So it's kind of like mm. an Area 51 thing where they they say Area 51 is in one location, it's actually in a completely different location, and they can park the alien flying saucers in a location where you're not looking. Mm. Interesting. Now, Interesting. Um, this, this theory, it basically bases itself around three questions. Do you know anybody from Bielefeld? Yes. Have you ever been to Bielefeld? No, although I have applied for a postdoc there. Do you know anybody who has ever been to Bielefeld? Yes. Right, well then you're in on it. Simple as that. Any normal person would answer no to all three questions, such as myself. Never been there, don't know anyone who's been there. I will grant you I'm not a normal person. Mm, mm. Um, And Bielefeld is... This is, uh, this is where things get slightly embarrassingly parochial here. Bielefeld's kind of a small town in Germany. Uh, Germany, a country of 80 million people, oh, more than 80 million people. Uh, so a city with a mere sort of 300,000 people in it is just a little backwater, really. Uh, the fact that in New Zealand, um, having 300,000 people will put you in the running for being uh, the, the country's second largest city. Which is our capital. Um, but, uh, but, but yes, by German standards... It's 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 a nowhere. It's parochial. It's mm. small. It's tiny. It's, it's insignificant. It basically, it looks like any other small German town, or does it? Essentially, doesn't exist. So, um, there. How does how does how does that tickle your fancy? See, I happen to know that this one is a hoax because there's there? a YouTube video in which someone talks about the Bielford conspiracy theory, and the joke about it is that he claims to be in Bielford talking about the conspiracy theory about how the place doesn't exist. And then the video ends with saying, actually, I'm in the town next door because part of the hoax of Bielford, or at least the hoax about the conspiracy theory about Bielford, is the sheer fact that all these small German towns look identical. And that's part of the reason why people can joke about it not existing, because every small German town looks exactly the same. And so it's easy to then go, well, this town looks exactly like that one. 
Maybe it's the same place. Maybe I haven't moved at all. Well, I, I'm going to have to take issue with your claims of hoax here. If we if we look uh, back into the more detailed notes here, now we see this 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 one's been around since 1993, last century, no less. The earliest of early days of the internet, and really, did anything exist before the internet? Yes, it did. Oh. But um, yes, this, this conspiracy theory first showed up on the German Usenet group de.talk.bazaar, uh, where it uh, started as a joke. <laughs> See, um, told you. Yes, apparently it, it, it was all just an in-joke from one person. Uh, someone met a, met a person from Bielefeld and upon meeting them said, said the German equivalent of, I don't believe it is a sort of expression of surprise, but in German the phrase literally translates as that doesn't exist, and people apparently sort of jumped on that and said, oh, Bielefeld doesn't exist, oh, and, and turned it into their own little in-joke, which became sort of a bigger in-joke, which got spread around the internet to the extent that uh, the town of Bielefeld actually refers to the, the, their, their non-existence in press statements and marketing material. Angela or Merkel herself it. apparently uh, has mentioned the fact that Bielefeld doesn't exist, or possibly does. So, um, so that's three for three, we're, we're three which for have three. not been real. Okay, um, there's, there, there must be more. There I'm getting a bit more. worried that we're doing an entire episode on places that do exist, and it's just jokes about people claiming they don't exist. These don't sound like conspiracy theories. This sounds like a series of hoaxes and pranks. Well, what about the Brazilian state of Acre, then? I've never heard of it, and thus I've never been to it. Right, well, then you're in, in, in good company, because numerous other people in Brazil have been known to say that Acre does not exist. Um, that, that's a thing they say in Brazil. Acre doesn't exist. It's, does it, does it's, it exist, it's, Josh? It, I, mean, I mean, it does exist. Um, but, but it was the last, apparently, the last state of Brazil to become part of Brazil. Um, and it, it's a border state, so it's sort of bordering on Bolivia and Peru. And so people are sort of like, you know, it kind of doesn't exist in that, it, you know, it's like not really part of Brazil, but it is, but it's not. Basically, that's going to be Hamilton in 20 years' time when our cities start to merge and we're going to start joking that ha Hamilton, Hamilton doesn't exist yes. anymore. That, um, but, but they say it. It's a, it's, it's a saying in Brazil, Acre doesn't exist. That's, I mean, that's something. That's not really a conspiracy theory. But, well, if, if you're going to say that's not a conspiracy theory, then you're going to have to say that the expression in Italy that the region of Melisse doesn't exist. You're going to say that's not a conspiracy theory as well? I'm sensing a trend, so I'm going to say, no, it's not a conspiracy theory. Then it's how not do you joke. explain the existence of the Facebook group Molissent? I don't believe in the existence of Melisse. By going onto Millicent. Facebook right now and saying, I don't believe in the existence of Josh Addison, and I bet I can get all of our friends in common to join that group and join me in a discussion about how you don't exist. Right. Yes, no, okay, I have to confess this does look more like uh, Italians making fun of Melissa the same way Aucklanders make fun of Hamilton, although whereas we say that Hamilton is the chlamydia capital of New Zealand, no longer true, apparently. Rotorua supposedly has that crown. I want to say congratulations mm. to Hamilton and Rotorua. You need to get on top of that. But whereas we really joke, make jokes about airborne sexually transmitted diseases, uh, they the, these plays will de deny its existence. It's all just good-natured ribbing. ribbing. Yep. So look, I'm going to be honest. Um, 
every conspiracy theory around places not actually existing and but, but there being a conspiracy to make you think they do, uh, everyone turns out to have been a joke originally or satire or not meant to be believed. But they are examples of how do you know? So cases mm. where you go, well, I met X, X comes from blah, and you go, but how do you know that blah exists? Because it turns out it's actually quite difficult to answer that question in a way which is decisive. Mm. So, for example, I have been to Finland. I have been to Australia. I've met someone from Bielefeld. And in each of those situations, Josh could turn to me and say, but can you prove it to me? Mm. And my answer, well, I, I got on a plane to Helsinki. How do you know you were in Helsinki? Well, I, I saw a sign that said Helsinki. How do you know that the sign wasn't just an elaborate set? I... I literally don't know. How do you know the person you met went to university in Bielefeld? Well, they told me they did. Do you trust this person? Well, I, I kind of know them vaguely, so I can't make any big claim. They didn't seem like they were lying. Ah, but the best liars never do. Mm -hmm. It's a great example of the skeptic's question, but how do you know? Taken to an extent where you can then go, well, from that we can say there's probably good reason to think maybe the place doesn't exist. Mm. But as an epistemological position, it doesn't really get you anywhere because it can be applied to anything. Well, know. I mean, and it's often taken to be the issue with mm. the extreme sceptic, in that, yes, they can basically show that we know nothing, but, of course, it seems that we actually do know an awful lot. And so answering the sceptic's dilemma of how do you know satisfactorily is, of course, a big research area in epistemology. Mm. I mean, if, if a person were to really seriously try and take that position, I, I would have thought the question would be, be less, you know, how can you not believe this thing than how can you possibly believe anything you, you could cast out on anything whatsoever? And yet I note you don't close your eyes and walk across a busy motorway even though you have presumably no way of knowing that that would be likely fatal. I, would, I mean, motorways didn't exist, but there mm. were famous Greek sceptics who literally would just walk into a forest when it was on fire on the notion that their acolytes would be the ones that would steer them away from danger. So there were extreme sceptics well, in the ancient the world. Ancient Greeks, they were all they were a little bit, ooh, a little bit away, a little bit fucking stupid. It's the source of philosophy, Joshua. Exactly. <laughs> if you're being a Westerner who ignores the fact that other well, civilizations, well, yes, a lot of a lot of it came from uh, came from the well, Middle East. Also, also yeah. everyone does philosophy. They do. Um, now, actually, one one thing though, one thing. Now, we we said that they were they do all seem to have started as jokes, but possibly among the flat Earth crowd. And again, the flat Eartherism. It's a little bit hard to know exactly how much of the, that is or at least started as a genuinely held belief and how much of it was a bit of a satire that got out of hand. But apparently at least the, the idea that Australia might be real has been jumped upon in certain flat earth circles, I understand, because it kind of fits a little bit with some of the stuff they might like to be saying. Especially since flat earthers do have to spend a lot of time trying to explain how planes work. So mm. the amount of time planes spend in the air, the amount of fuel they use, the fact that they don't appear to be doing loops... So it would be convenient to get rid of some land masses to mm. uh, make the Earth slightly more flat and less spherical. Mm. So there's something there at least. But um, if all of this 
if, if all of this sort of stuff ends up eventually in a joke, is, is there anything in real life that's kind of like this? Let me introduce you, Josh, to the notion of the Phantom or Paper Towns. Paper Towns. I've seen that film. It has Cara Delvine in it. I have not seen that film. Based on a book, which does not have Cara Delvine in it because it's a book. Does the book feature Paper Towns? It does. What is a Paper Town? Paper Town is a town that only exists on maps. So it really, they really are places that don't exist, and yet there is information to suggest that they do. Now, sometimes paper towns exist on maps because of accidents performed by cartographers, or these days by algorithms used by, say, Google, Apple, or whatever organization that's actually producing your map, where a cartographer erroneously places a town center on a map, and sometimes even gives it a name. Sometimes it's because they've mistakenly thought that a small suburb of a larger town is in fact its own town. Sometimes because the algorithm simply seems to make something up. One of the great mysteries about AI at the moment is exactly what those algorithms are doing at any particular point in time. Pointing people towards child pornography on YouTube at the moment. Mm. Uh, so sometimes they are simply mistakes, but other times they're what are called copyright traps. Yes. So sometimes, and this has been going on for a very, very long time as well, Basically I believe. as long as, as, long there, as there have been, been maps. maps. Um, people have been in the habit of, of putting deliberate mistakes in their maps. And I suppose this, this applies to other documents as well, but we're talking about places at the moment. Um, they'll put a deliberate mistake in their map, and that way they can know if, if they ever see another map that includes that mistake, they know that that person has ripped off their map. Um, so in, in older times, when things were all a little bit uh, less well-known, perhaps, this was easier to get away with. But these days, even official maps in some cases have had these so-called paper towns on them, towns that exist on the map, but only exist on the map so that they can tell if anyone else has, has violated their copyright um, and ripped off their map. Yeah, so for example, there was Ar Argleton in Lancashire in the UK, uh, and Batusu and Global in the US. In fact, there was a place called Aglo, New York, which was invented in the 1930s map as a copyright trap, and then someone built a general store in that vicinity, called it the Aglo General Store, and the paper town effectively became a real location. Mm. Now, this is also not just town. So when cartographers invent yeah, locations, mountain or... ranges, dips in valleys and the like, little things, which if you're copying the map, you'll copy verbatim, which you can then use to show that that map is actually plagiarized rather than based on original work. Because if it was based on original work, those features wouldn't appear. And actually, book writers do this as well. Mm. So you will sometimes put a false reference or an index item in your book that refers to nothing on the notion that if those items appear in a competing volume or a volume on the same topic, you can go, yeah, I... Uh, I made that bit up, so you've just copied my bibliography wholesale. Mm. You've written a couple of books. You ever done that? There is a false reference in my first book, The Ooh. Philosophy of Conspiracy Theories. I shall have to hunt it down. You will indeed. Mm. Um, and then there's another phenomena uh, which is 
even more deliberate, I guess, uh, fake maps in sort of wartime. Yeah, when, World when War II is famous significant, for... Uh, sorry, not significant. Um, critical information. Yeah. So you might do a situation where the word I was looking for. you might decide you want to lure the enemy to the wrong location or make them think some important feature is located elsewhere, at which point you will dump a fake map a fake, a, a fake Mac. A fake. Yes, a, 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 a bootleg Mac computer on the battlefield, and then you will hope that the enemy will take that Mac. Go, oh, this is prize information we've got from the enemy. Let's attack that ammunitions factory there, and then send them on a bomb, bo- bombing run. R- bombing run. Mm. Oh, I'm just, I'm just spoonerizing like, like madness mm. now. Bombing run on a pig farm. Or, of course, what you might do is you might take a legitimate map, but you'll just modify it in a way where people on your side will know how to translate the modifications, but will make the map completely useless if it ever gets into enemy hands. Hmm. So there you go. There are places that people want you to think are real when, in fact, they are not. But um, they're generally less about covering genocide or, or, or fostering Japanese fishing rights as they are about simple copyright violations or possibly wartime secrecy. And I suppose we also, as we alluded to near the start, have to mention the fact that uh, we live in Aotearoa, New Zealand, a country which is notorious for being left off of maps. Yes. There's a Tumblr for it. There are so many films mm. where we do not appear on world maps. In fact, especially if the, the map's uh, sort of a bit stylized or look something. Look at the the image of the world on the UN website. There's a uh, suspicious lack mm. in the UN imagery about the world. Yes, now we're notorious for it. We had a tourism video with with Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. It was Reese Darby, was it? Yes, unfunny man, Reese Darby. Not a fan. Not a fan. No, I have not to really. Say. Uh, talking about it, it was even on an episode of John Oliver, late late last week tonight with John. And Oliver. as I commented at the time, I think the Prime Minister made a mistake there. We don't want people to know where we are because when the climate catastrophe occurs, people are going to want to come here mm. and pointing we out have where water. we yeah, where mm. we should be on on a map is actually bad PR, Jacinda. It is bad PR. People do not need to know where this country is. So what you're saying is we need to have some sort of concerted, organised effort. uh, effort. We need to possibly work in secrecy towards the common goal of uh, falsifying maps and making people think that that New Zealand is not where it is, or indeed that it doesn't exist. There's a word for that, I think. I'm already on it. I'm in the conspiracy. That's the one. So... I think we've come to the end of an episode. We have indeed, but for patrons, there is more to come because so after the break, and by break, after you load the bonus episode, you'll get to hear about a Viking horde which threatens to rewrite English history, mm-hmm. uh, how the media loves a UFO expert who may not be who he claims to be, how Italy is evicting Steve Bannon from a monastery, and finally, Twitter is going to be looking at dealing with white supremacists, possibly just a little too late. Mm. So, 
to our patrons to whom we are as ever eternally grateful. Um, stick around for that if you feel like it. To our listeners to whom we are also eternally grateful, just slightly less grateful. Slightly no, smaller, don't feel yeah. bad about it, but it is true. Well, it's feel slightly, slightly bad. Just slightly, yeah. yeah. Don't, um, don't let it ruin your night no, or day. No. But do, but, but do let it prey upon your conscience. A few yeah. dollars yeah. our way and joining in on the fun. Uh, to, to you, at any rate, we say thank you for listening. Um, and we shall also talk to you next week. Indeed. Indeed. Until then, toodly pip. Goodbye. been listening to the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy starring josh addison and dr mrx dented which is written researched, recorded and produced by josh and m you can support the podcast by becoming a patron via its podbean or patreon campaigns and if you need to get in contact with either josh or m you can email them at podcastconspiracy at gmail.com or check their twitter accounts monkey fluids and conspiracism Remember, they're coming to get you, Barbara.